It is BS in the morning. No, excuse me. I screwed up. It's BS.show. I'm it Shelly. Is. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And you know what? That's another what? great. Shelly just gave me that great idea the other day. We renamed the show BS Show, and we've got the web address of BS.show. And she said, why don't we just call everything BS.show? And I go like, that's a hell of an idea. Why didn't I think of that? Because you know why? I'm the dumb man, and you're the smart woman. That's why. Yeah, but I'm not the smartest woman in the world. Well, yeah, she's 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 always making fun of anything I said. If I say, uh, if I me said, too, she's like, you need to get your facts straight. <laughs> <laughs> like well, you're right, I do. Well, hold on a minute, I get my facts straight. She was talking about me. Oh, excuse me, I got a cough here. Isn't it weird that you you cough and you think, oh my god, I got I got the vid, you know? I mean, God. And he- people look at you. Wah! Yeah, no and kidding. They give you the, no you know, kidding. The, the eyes. Right. I swallowed the wrong way the other day, and I coughed in a store, and 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 like I almost had somebody pick me up by the back of the neck and throw me out the front door. I'm going I like, bet you did. You know, like, oh boy. People okay. Are serious. Oh my God. Did you hear the latest statistics from the government that 95 percent of the COVID cases now are the Omicron variant? 95. I thought that wasn't a COVID thing. It was a. Well, we went from Delta to Omicron like bang like that, but once again. And I, I, you know, once again, if I say this, if I was on Twitter, I'd be, you know, I'd be, have my account frozen. It seems as though, at least the experience with South Africa, where this thing originally started, that it's very easy to pass, but it doesn't really kick your butt that much. Now, I shouldn't say that much. People who are vaccinated, I've heard all sorts of different, you know, varying degrees that, you know, it feels like they have a bad cold or, uh, you know, some of them had... So like on a scale of one to ten as far as flu, it's like about a four or five, but it's not like, you know, go to the hospital, you're on a ventilator kind of stuff. Because, um, and, but here we go again. We'll talk about this next break about Chicago. You hear what's going on in Chicago? No. Oh, my God. Except for they, uh, no, I, did, I, I haven't. The mayor up there is, is having a fight with the school teachers, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, this practical engineering. I just looked them up on my favorite new website, starstat.yt, Okay. Um, he has, uh, how many, uh, he has, uh, uh, how many, I'm trying to think he's got, it lists usually how many, uh, subscribers he has. Okay. And on a daily basis, he averages about $404 a day. Weekly, he makes $2,800 a week. Monthly, $11,475. Okay. He's a nerdy guy. His logo is... A hard, it's really, really, really well done little logo. It's a hard hat with these, he wears these square nerd kind of glasses. And he just stands in front of a camera and narrates the th- stuff. So it's this thing about the San Francisco called the Millennial Tower. And it was built, let me see if I can find this on Wikipedia. Um, they say that when they build a building of this size in San Francisco, they figure on it sinking a certain amount each year. Typically like less than an inch for like the first 10 years and then it sort of levels off to the point where after like the first 10 years it sinks like maybe a quarter inch and then 20 years it doesn't really do anything at all this one is going the other way it started sinking very very shallowly like they is that a word you know very slowly like they originally thought but then it accelerated so that's what's freaking them out and it's not doing it it's not doing it uh, uniformly it's like one side's going worse than the other side and let me see if I can find this. Uh, it's pretty interesting because here we go, Wick, uh, because they're they're trying to work on it right now. And what they're doing is they're drilling p 
appears down to bedrock. There is bedrock way, way, way underneath this building, but it's way down low, like to the point where like you, you're, you're bringing in well diggers. You know when like the guys come in and, and dig a well for you? Typically, they'll go down hundreds of feet in the St. Louis area. People out in Franklin County and St. Charles County, western St. Charles County, they have wells, Warren County, places like that. Sometimes they'll go down three, four, five hundred feet before they hit a proper well. Let me see if I can find this whole Millennium Tower. M-I-L, Millennium, Millennium, how do you spell it? M-I-L-L-E, Millennium, you're not helping me. That's because I don't know how to spell Millennium. (laughs) Tower, yeah, Millennium Tower, San Francisco. It was built 301 Mission Street. It was built in, what was the year? Uh, 2000. It, it started in 2005. Construction started in 2005. Took four years. Was completed in 2009. It's uh, the. It's got the roof is 605 feet above the ground, and there's a uh, communications tower on top. It's 645 feet from the top of the tower down. 58 floors. It's all condos. Open to residents upper 23rd, th- uh, 301. Now here's the description. Sinking and tilting problem. <laughs> Discovery. After develops apparently decided, disclosed in 2015, the building was sinking and tilting. The public was notified of the problem in 2016. Treadwell and Rollo's geother- geotechnical design for the foundation of the main tower consists of a concrete slab built on 60 to 90 foot deep 18 uh, concrete friction piles through the fill and Young Bay mud. So that's what's interesting. They have all these different kinds of mud. It's called Young Bay Mud. Have you heard that before? Young Bay Mud. Hey, man. Is that, is that the stuff that, that they do mud wrestling in? No. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold, hold on a minute. Where's my drumstick? Oh, my drumstick is gone. What did I do with it? I can't find either of my drumsticks. I was going to do a drum, a, a, a real, real rim shot. If I was at the studio, <laughs> I could go, shoot. Yeah, you could. Okay. So, uh, a number of other buildings in 301 Mission Street's area have used similar systems, although due to varying earth conditions, other have pushed piles directly into the bedrock. Yeah, 200 feet below. An examination in 2016 showed the building had sunk 16 inches. <laughs> this is, once again, it was finished in 2009. From 2009 to 2016, it sunk 16 inches, and it has a 2-inch tilt at the base at approximate 6-inch tilt at the top of the tower. Now, that's not right, because now they say it's 24 inches. The building is leaning toward the northwest and has caused cracks in the building's basement and the pavement around the tower. As of 2018, the sinking had, and this is once this is this is the three three years old now or four years old. As of 2018, the sinking had increased to 18 inches with a lean of 14 inches. It's now 24 inches. The developer blames the sinking problem on the Transbay Joint Powers Authority, who are responsible for construction of a neighboring Transbay Transit Center. The sinking problem had reportedly started before TTC. Anyway, they're saying that that when when and you know that happened in St. Louis. You know about that when what? they when they built the Met, Met Square building, a couple of the buildings across the street had problems where because they started digging down into you know the dirt to put the foundation and the piers into the into the bedrock in downtown St. Louis. And now I, that would be street creep to me. Well. I think it was Charlie Gito's, which is right across the street. I don't know if Char- that Charlie Gito's is still open or not. Aww. Um, but, well, I mean, with the COVID thing, you know, most of those. Yes. You know, it's so yes. sad. The restaurants COVID in downtown thing. St. Louis. First off, you know, Ballpark Village was like a stab in the arm. And then COVID moved that stab to the heart. You know what I'm saying? 
Because yes, I do. most of the restaurants down there, if you were not in Ballpark Village, like Calico's closed, I think almost all the restaurants, and then that place called Rain, the city shut it down because they didn't like all the crazy nighttime activity there. Anyway, what they're doing now is on the outside around the perimeter of the building, they're drilling these piles. They're drilling like, you know, two, 300 feet down, hitting bedrock, and then they're going to put these jacks underneath the building and jack the building up. Now think about that for a minute. You're going to put like what they call like bottle jacks. You know what a bottle jack is? A bottle jack. I do. It looks like a like a Coca-Cola bottle. You know, it's like you can see them sometimes. Matter of fact, have you ever seen how they like they if like they use them in construction? Uh, like these guys that do basement repair and things like that, they use bottle jacks. They'll put like a big timber in the like uh, under you under your foundation uh like in your house and they'll jack the house up there's so much you know you can put like a 20 30 30 ton jack and you can jack a house up well that's it's what they're called mud jacking isn't it no mud jacking is where they inject mud and the things that raise things up oh i didn't know that's like just like you're raising panels of concrete anyway they're trying to raise this fix this building and when they started drilling these piers which were going to help to stabilize the building and jack it up it got worse so now they're they're not knowing what to do. It's not falling down the cliff, is it? Well, can you imagine that? The thing's, what, 600 feet? And you figure if you're like one of the penthouse owners, if, you, if you're on that side of the building, you're like looking down and you're actually not, you know, you're, when you're looking down, you're actually looking down away from the building. If you look straight down, you know what I mean? Like if you hang your head over the I side of a building, you you're going like, you don't even have to hang your head over the side of the building. You just put your nose up against the window and look down and go like, oh my God, the building's tilting. But then your nose gets stuck and but it's, it's embarrassing, really. Here's what I don't understand. I what? guess it's just me. I'm not a big condo fan. I don't, matter of fact, I went to a real estate seminar back in November and the guy, this was really excellent seminar. It's probably one of the best I've ever been to. This guy taught it was a marketing guru from Ford Motor Company. Still still works for Ford. He's a marketing dude. And he taught this seminar. And he's going through. Now, here's the type of, of you know, for the most part, here's the three types of, of uh, you know, uh, places where people live today. And he goes through single-family housing, you know, advantages, disadvantages as far as financing and things like that. Then he goes to... to um, apartments and he gives advantages disadvantages and then he goes to condos and on the screen it's gotten big letters across the screen it says satan <laughs> and, he says, <laughs> and he says condos are funny. are the property from hell and i i've never understood condos to this day i don't get it people talk about well i have a condo i don't have to do anything yeah okay what do you living infernos but but what do you but you pay your maintenance fee and sometimes it's like, you know, I've heard like some places around here, it's four, five, six hundred dollars a month, okay? So I'm thinking to myself, and they go, well, I don't have to do anything. I go, for six hundred dollars a month, times that times 12, that's thirty six hundred dollars, okay? Do you mean to tell me you can't hire a lawn guy and a guy to come over to pressure wash your house and maybe do a little bit fix up stuff? You couldn't, you couldn't budget thirty six hundred dollars a year to have that done? I just don't get it, especially these high-rise places. Well, the problem with this one is the, the, the original people who bought the condo units have sued the building or sued the developer because of the fact that the property values have just plummeted because who wants to live in a building that's sinking <laughs> into the ground? You know, I can see that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah we're, we have the Millennium, Millennium Tower in downtown San Francisco. So, yeah, and you know what? And, and what's interesting is this guy, this practical engineering guy, talked about the fact that what they're trying to do is 
they're trying to get the media to pay less attention to it. The developers are going to like all the TV stations and going like, hey, uh, you know what? It's not as bad as it sounds. And the TV station. It really is, though, isn't it? But what's interesting about it is, once again, I'm a guy who started a news network here in St. Louis. I have a journalism degree. When someone comes to you, like when someone comes to you, especially a public relations agency, and says to you, hey, it's not as bad as it seems, that's when the wheels are it's falling off. It's always as bad <laughs> right? as it seems. The wheels are falling off at it's that like part. It's like asking a woman, what's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> right, exactly. Why are you crying? No reason. <laughs> no, no reason. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. So, so this crazy thing is, and if my dad were alive, God, my dad would get into this kind of stuff. And he could explain. I would have loved to have met him. Well, he was just Joe Engineer. You know, I mean, like, he that's what he did. I mean, like, it's to the point where if I would go with him somewhere, he'd point out things I would never notice. You know what I mean? Like, well, look at that. You know, look at that. Blah, 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 blah. I'll never forget he told me one of the things that stuck with him from his, his he got to do his civil engineering degree at Washington University. And he said one of the very first engineering courses he had was like basic, you know, engineering or something like that. And he had, uh, and once again, uh, my dad at this point in time was a World War II veteran. This would have been like in the late 40s. And mm-hmm. the guy starts off the class by saying, who are the biggest guys in this class? And my dad was one of them because my dad was a big dude, six foot four. Oh, and, physical wise. Yeah. I mean, like big, big, heavy dude, you know. So there were like five or he says, I need 10 guys to come up, I need the 10 biggest guys in the class. And they're all going, well, what's this going to be like? So he has, in the corner of the the room, he has a square. But in other words, he has two sides of the square with, like, tape on the floor. And the other two sides of the square are the walls. So in other words, this is corner room. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, there's it's a, it's essentially a three-foot square Two of the two of the sides of the of the square are the walls of the corner of the room, and the other two are like tape marks on the wall or on the floor. You get what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So he says has all of these guys crowd into the square. They're like sandwiched against each other, you know, like you know, up close and personal, and they're all sandwiched in this three foot square. And then and he says, okay, fine. And as they walk away, he says, go take your seats. But as you come by the desk, tell me your weight. So he gets the weight of all the guys, and he calculates the fact that how much weight, blah, 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 blah. And his, the example was, I can't remember the exact numbers, but let's say it was like, you know, 1,200 pounds. Then he divided by, by nine, because it would be three by three would be nine, you know, yard square would be nine square feet. And he comes up with how many pounds per square foot were, you know, being held up by that part of the floor. And he talks about how that was the minimum you know, there was a minimum that you used in engineering. That's probably changed. It's probably double what it was back in the 40s. And that's how you design buildings. And, and, and my dad said, and even to the point he said, it was one of those things I will never forget. It was a practical application of engineering when we all got in that little square and we figured out how many pounds per square foot were exerted by these 10 guys, clank, you know, squished in this little square in the corner of the classroom, how many pounds per square foot were pushing down on, on that floor. And he said, I'll never forget that. And to the point where he talked about, like, here's one. He talked about, like, different buildings are designed. Like, for example, when they design a library, they have a higher floor loading because of the bookshelves. I can see that. If you have, like, a multi-story library and you have all the bookshelves, books are somewhat heavy. And you have the shelves are heavy. And if you have all that weight concentrated vertically, if you keep stacking those books up. And he talked about that, like, in, in buildings. Like, if you have, like, a warehouse building. 
and it has like all uh, the big the big you know the big uh you know warehouse uh you know what do you call them um what do you call them stacks what do you call them you know what i'm talking about I do. I, I can't even think right now. I'm having one of those mornings. It's snow's gotten in my brain. Are you brain. having a Shelly moment? <laughs> snow's gotten in my have brain. We been a lot, have we been together so long that you're taking on well, the no, stuff I struggle with? No, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's one of those things where, where sometimes you got the word right on the tip of your tongue. You can't do it. Anyway, the big shelves, what are you going to call The pallet racks, pallet racks, the big pallet racks, you know, in warehouses, okay? Mm, and once okay. again, they're designed, the floor is designed, even though most of those are not multi-floor, multi-story, they're designed, the concrete is designed to act, you know, take up so many, you know, pounds per square foot of loading. And I'm going like, damn. And the interesting thing on this Millennium building was they essentially knew this thing was going to sink, not this fast. You know, that's where they screwed up. Did they really know it was going to sink? They, they say all the buildings in this area sink. They all sink. Well, matter of fact, it's interesting. Your house sinks. I guarantee you when they put your house in, and your, unless your house has peers down to bedrock, if you were to able to exactly figure exactly how far above sea level your house is, I guarantee you that if a surveyor came out and could figure out, like let's say he took a reference of like your front porch and he said, okay, back when your house was built, what was your house, like 40 years old or something like that? Yeah, it was built in 85. I bet you any money your house has sunk, sunk at least two or three inches, maybe more. That's, see, that's why people have all these basement repair companies coming, because their basement sinks at different levels, at different rates. One side will sink faster than the other. That's why you have the big holes in the, in the foundation, the big cracks in the foundation. That's exactly what happens. It sinks at different rates. If your house settles evenly, you typically don't have a problem. But if part of it settles faster than the other, you got problems. And you can always sit there and look on the, on the ceiling for cracks. Right. I end hey, do you have to get out of here early today? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. I'll be right back. 647. Okay.